When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> you missed your cue the first I know, time. Right? I know. <laughs> Fuck it, here I am. Second time into this episode. <laughs> yep. By the way, guys, we have uh, a ancient soul sitting here on the couch this dog knows when it it knows when you're talking to it it knows when you're signaling to it it knows he knows all Mm -hmm. and we're not talking about nova you're gonna find out who we're talking about soon (laughs) also nova is the best boy ever hey everybody welcome back to another episode of bigfoot collectors club the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness i'm your host michael mcmillan with me always is your other host bryce johnson and our super producer riley bray and today's guest we're gonna get right to it he's an actor he's a musician and a voiceover talent you may know him from ben 10 teen titans teenage mutant ninja turtles where he was my favorite voice of my second favorite turtle, Michelangelo. <laughs> he's appeared in a million things, and we're so excited he's adding us to his long list of credits. Boys and girls, please give a warm Club Scout salute to Mr. Gregory Sipes. Yeah. <laughs> and Thanks for having the, me, guys. We're so thrilled you're yes, here, dude. And most importantly, introducing my son. <laughs> My guru, the highest form of life on the planet, Wingman G, Sipes. Oh, dude. I take shelter under his lotus feet, and he purifies me. It's amazing. Listeners of the show know that I love Durgies, and this guy is the chillest. I'm taking a picture of him right now. We'll put it up on the Instagram for the show. He has books where he teaches children of all ages meditation and yoga (laughs) and how to eat healthy and let dogs lead the way. (laughs) He's like knee-deep into TM right now. He is. He is. He's a master, true master. He makes thousands and thousands of thousands of people happy every weekend as we travel across the u.s on tour this is david lynch's (laughs) official favorite dog yeah (laughs) i love it does he go everywhere with you everywhere we're never apart the only time we're apart is if i'm on a surfboard or i'm in a sauna oh i read about this you're an expert surfer correct I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm uh, saying expert. Yeah, I don't nice know anyone who serves. That. I love surfing. Is an expert surfer to me because I don't. At one point, I was third in the U.S. back in the day. Well, Jun- junior pro surfer. That seems pretty expert. It was cool. It was cool. It was fun. I really um, enjoyed comp- competing. But then I was like, I want to surf the rest of my life just because I love it. And I got into you know the Hollywood business more and yeah. um, figured. I'll surf with the money I make from Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's worked out. I love it, dude. Well done, You've sir. been yeah. coasting on them tasty waves yeah, for a while, dude, I that's guess. Right. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to knock Michelangelo. He is, I think I'm a Raphael boy, but Michelangelo, obviously, because my name's Michelangelo. But I do think 
your interpretation of Mikey might be my all-time favorite turtle of all canons. So, well, thank you. I'm a huge fan. My, you know, the Ninja Turtles were really important to me growing up. It was my favorite cartoon. Got me into martial arts and yoga and meditation and surfing and skating. I, I was going to say, that's time, a very wow. turtle skill to yeah, be a, a, a surfer. Well, yeah, yeah. And there was many episodes with the turtle surfing in the sewer. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I want to do that. And then... uh you know, meditation, the first time I ever meditated was when Splinter was teaching the turtles how to meditate. And I tried it in my living room when I was, you know, like, what, nine years old? You're kidding. <sighs> no. And then fast forward, now I get to bring it to this next generation. And it's actually, when our show came out in 2012, um, it, it really, we sold one toy every, I think it was every second. Wow. For like three God. years or something, or every minute. I took care of it. I mean, they made billions. It saved, yeah. it saved Viacom. The Turtle brand is actually worth more than Nickelodeon. Wow. I took care of it because of our show. 20 to 30 of those seconds, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But more than anything, it was so cool to bring them to life because Nickelodeon was like, all right, we don't want anything that's ever been done before. You know, go. And for me, it just, I, Mikey was such a big part of who I was yeah. that it just kind of, it's who I am. So oh, Mike, man. Mikey totally just basically is a, a version of myself he's as the, a turtle. He's the best. Yeah, so and thanks, I love... Man. I mean, I'm going to... Booyaka shot! Yeah! <laughs> I got to make that up, too. I also love that he had the... Uh, like, all the turtles had different lengths of bow ties. Yeah. And he had the cutest tie in the back of his head. And it was kind of an homage to the original. People who know the show know what I'm talking about. That's like, deep, dude. Yeah, dude. I, that's the kind of stuff. That the show, This show, this version of Turtles got all the details. All right. That's because Cyril right. Nieli, the, the creator dude. of the show, um, master artist, director, Brilliant. genius. In my opinion, he is definitely the... He's that like next italian famous like artists like there's michelangelo leonardo yeah. they're all like the turtles yeah. names but then there is sironielli who he be the, he the directed fifth turtle yeah i mean he's a master and he he really blessed that show up and everything he touches is so next level sironielli yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, dude, you're so talented. We're so happy to have Thank you here. You. And no it turns out that you you have some history with Mr. Bryce Johnson. Man, we go way back. Yeah, He's one man, of the like first dudes years. I ever met. It's so like, true. Within the first week of moving down. Is that right? That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. That was like 20 years ago. We were all rolling around the same circle and... And uh, God, those were good times, man. Yeah, I still look back, and it was like that was like a, a young time when everybody's just like they had like a fuck it free attitude. The weed was know? much different back then. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally different. It was how I, so? It was so much stonier. Oh my oh. god. Then now? Yeah, it's chemicaled up now. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. You mean, you mean now? Because now if I try, I just have an instant panic attack and I fall asleep. That's what I mean. It wasn't like that back mm. in the day. It was it was like, you know, it was medical. Of course, we are yeah. doing it for medical purposes. We totally. all had arthritis and glaucoma and, and, it hel- and it helped all that stuff. God. Um, but it, it made us feel really good. Yeah. Like it was really good times. And we were doing a lot of medically, uh, you know, um, licensed bong hits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know when people oh say God. like it's for anxiety, I don't get it because the stuff I've gotten, I'm like, no, this that's, like, that's this the is the stuff, fucking, though, man. It's a bummer. It is, yeah, man, very much a bummer. It's, yeah, but uh, you I know, feel like other, my skeleton's other... ripped out of my flesh when I smoke it now. There's other, wow. there's better things to do now. That's true. You know, like uh, yoga. 
You can get naturally high. Yeah. Meditation, you know, naturally high. Hang out with your dog, naturally high. My yes. wife's got me doing all three of those things. Yeah. Yoga, meditation, hanging out with okay. a new dog. Yeah. We need to talk about this. But before we do, Bryce, yeah. I believe you brought in a, uh, a little bit of... Oh, yeah, well... Yeah, so this really isn't pulled from any exact article, but I've been sniffing around, man. You know, this whole... uh, (laughs) This whole... uh, I like that image, just you on the internet. I've been been doing some investigating... uh, I've been perving out on some Bigfoot tips. I've been... uh, You are the Bigfoot guy here. Everywhere I go, you know, every state, you're the Bigfoot guy. Every state except Hawaii, there's been a Bigfoot reporting. Um, uh. So I've been uh, so Skinwalker Ranch, right? A few of their yeah. old security personnel has been coming forward on uh, on a couple of UFO radio programs. Right. This was an Alexander Henriksen's episode. We talked. Yeah, briefly I've about been starting this. to talk about it, but uh, the whole idea of uh, of what Skinwalker is and and what bigelow was doing on that ranch is starting to get turned on his head a lot okay of this, well what's the update well a lot of the security personnel are starting to come come saying you know i think that we were guinea pigs and that they were possibly testing some of these um these cutting edge prototype weapons technology on us and that we were guinea pigs for for the paranormal that was taking place okay. on the property time out yeah. so the paranormal activity was actually futuristic weapons? No, there's still it's still the Winter Basin is still a UFO hotspot and a place known notoriously for the paranormal happenings that take place around it. But what those security people were um detailed to do on the property is is now up for is up for reevaluation because they're starting to think that, you know, as part of that weapons program SWAP, which is Advanced Aerospace Weapons Association Program. What is that? Okay, so that's the original A tip, right? You know that big New York Times article that came yes. out about the UFOs and how this eight twenty million dollars was allocated to UFO research. Well, we now know that all that money went to uh, went to Robert Bigelow. A lot of it did. All of it all went of to it? Robert Bigelow. And would Tom he, DeLong say all of it it's went? It's pretty there? much all of it, man. And it all went to our enough, guest. Enough of it. Our yeah. guest already looked. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not. I have just. Okay. I have. A, I have such a perspective on all this. I've oh, done, great, great. I've done a tremendous amount of research. Okay, cool. oh, we, we want, want you to, to chime in here you. in a second. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so ATIP, uh, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, yes. which was formerly ASWAP, which is uh, has the word weapons in it, so that they were testing weapons. And some of these security personnel are saying, "Hey, you know, I was the only dude on the property." Uh, you know, there wasn't like a security team and they were telling some of the scientists, you know, don't show up on the property during this time or that time because <laughs> you you may not come back. And in other words, like, God, I get so excited and so ahead of myself. But, but I basically, know. come back to the first deck. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, a couple of these security uh, personnel are starting to come out and say, you know, we think we were guinea pigs and they were poss- possibly testing some sort of beam system out on us and that we were basically a test subject for the paranormal and that they were possibly testing weapons uh, for or against the paranormal on us to see how we responded. Okay, I'm going to put this Whoa. into Jurassic Park terms. Okay, thank you. Let's pretend that in, in Skinwalker Ranch is Jurassic Park. Okay. 
and that the, the security guard has been put out there, and they think they're there to see if they can find dinosaurs. Well, they're, yeah, and they, what they're right. learning is they're actually they're, not only are they there as bait for the dinosaurs, right. but they might also be there for like uh, Richard or uh, John Hammond to like test out weapons against them and the dinosaurs. Great, you nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> to what end? To what end? I mean, uh, who knows, right? So they, the, the military has had a history of testing, uh, you know, new cutting edge technology on on military personnel and, and veterans and stuff like this. Sure. And, and law enforcement individuals. MK but, uh, Ultra. You know yeah, absolutely. Program, right? So um, listen, a lot of them are just starting to go over their notes on the ranch property and going, looking at it in a whole new light, uh, all the things that they experienced. Guys, and, uh, isn't it weird that we went through all of that at Skinwalker Ranch together and now we just... We meet at this Starbucks <laughs> yeah. outside Salt Lake City and have well, to compare these notes. It's crazy because, I mean, it, you know, I read that book maybe like 10, 15 years ago and it stunned me. And now it's like it's George it's, Knapp's book, George Knapp, Colm Kelleher, The Hunt, Hunt for, for the, the Skinwalker. Skinwalker. And now it's just sort of bubbling back up on the surface here. And, mm. and, and it's, you know, in the media and stuff like that and on and on all these like sort of uh you know paranormal discussion groups and 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 the and the subject keeps changing and it, yes. and it keeps evolving and the story keeps revealing new things but i'd love to get your take yeah, on this Gregory. greg you said that you've been kind of like up to date on this stuff i mean not specifically to skinwalker ranch stuff but um it's all fabricated you know uh it's all you know the government is uh, hiding everything from us because it's a it's a they use it to control us in the different ways they want to do that. Basically, like NASA is a movie studio. Oh, so you're into the whole dark NASA stuff? Well, I mean, it's not into it. It's what it is, it's like right in front <laughs> okay. of your face. I mean, all right. If you've watched any NASA, you know, um, funded movies recently, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of them. It's all propaganda. Which for is NASA. the latest? I mean, uh, what's the one with uh, Matt Damon where he goes to the the Martian? I yeah, didn't dude, see it's it. like it's a prop NASA propaganda movie, and every other one where you see NASA on stuff, it's the programming of like, you know, we only have two days to tell you the truth about everything because we're, uh, you know, we're we're funded by the people. I mean, it's right. it, it's it's all BS, and and including the moon landing itself. So you're the moon landing. You don't think the moon landing happened? No, dude. It's literally that's (laughs) Uh what Area 51 is. Okay, is a movie set for where the landing happened. Got it. And that's there's no aliens there. It's the most expensive, controversial movie movie set. Interesting. In the freaking world, and they're not gonna. And they're instead of tearing it down, they've preserved it because it's like you know there's sick people essentially like the, they've they right. fooled it was it was an arms race whoever controls the moon has the power to drop b- bombs in yes. the different places on earth and isn't it strange even how that day, all played out and it's still playing out <laughs> india how many years ago did we land on the moon in 69 more yeah. than 50 we just celebrated 50 the 50th fucking anniversary years ago Supposedly, which we did not, because it was filmed at Area Fifty One, and they show how. I mean, that's what Fargo season so three. So India, says. fifty years later, imagine all the technology. Fifty years of technology, right? India still couldn't land on the moon, right? We didn't land on the moon. We shot a movie, and actually, if you look at it, if you speed up the the actual. Have you seen this where they speed up the footage to like regular mm. normal film speed? It's literally. 
all they did was slow the footage down. You know, where I've they, heard, they I've walk, heard like the cars like spinning out moon dust. You know, the little right, the moon, the moon car. buggies. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, if they just put it in regular time, it's literally them just cruising the whatever Area Fifty One's little desert area. Right, it's, right, right. It's exactly. Hmm. I've heard, you know, I've heard... It's a sham. I've heard this conspiracy theory for years, and I, to be honest, Mm -hmm. I haven't dug that too deeply into it. I remember there's the... um, Who's the guy who used to come on Coast to Coast all the time who was, like, very anti-NASA, and he was the one that had, like, there's the robot face on Mars. So do you believe... Jim Mars? Is that No, it wasn't Jim Mars. Jim Mars is alien... Richard Hoagland. Yeah. So... Do you think that the have we ever been to the moon? No, no. no they, there's 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 more like science to it than I can like like language. But essentially, there's a point of uh, getting away from Earth where where we can't we can't do it yet. Like, okay, we're we're not even able to like the pressure. Da, 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 like the co- did we go through the pass through the cosmic rays to transform us into See, the Fantastic the techni- Four? Because that's something that I would be wherever the space station is. Is that's as far as we can go right Got now? It. Hmm. What about the Voyager probe? I don't know about Voyager one and two. They're all, in interstellar space. All I know now. is they bombed the moon not too long ago with a nu- nuclear bomb. Do y'all remember that? No. Yeah, this is maybe in the last ten years. It was public information they actually they said we're bombing the moon to look for ice that's interesting yeah we're bombing the moon with a nuclear bomb to look for ice and they bomb they bombed the dark side of the moon with a nuclear bomb and what was there i mean not it wasn't they weren't looking for ice i mean who knows project a119 also known as a study of lunar research flights was a top secret Secret plan developed in 1958 by the United States Air Force. Uh, the aim of the project was to detonate a nuclear bomb on the moon, which would help in answering some of the mysteries in planetary astronomy. Yeah, um, this is all That's on Wikipedia. Move, we'll, we'll take a look. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I've never heard of this. this is crazy. No, but what's the, the best way to get science out of anything? Nuke it. Fucking nuke it. Fucking nuke it. It says the project was never carried out, but the existence you know of the project was, was revealed in 2000. What was you're carried out is, was. is Project Starfish. That's where they uh, they set off a series of nuclear explosions. Is that when they? Sent uh, Voyager one and two into your butthole. That's right. <laughs> Damn, no, that's a different project. Deep space, baby. Yeah, deep. Where are you on the flat Earth thing? Are you? Wait, are you oh, come on, we can't move on. From no, you can't. That's the stupidest. <laughs> that's the stupidest shit ever. I, no, 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 right, yes, cool. thanks. Agreed. We, we just did a there. Teen Titans Go episode about <laughs> it. Oh my god, that's amazing. But wait, I actually have a question for you, Gregory. So, have you heard of the the Richard Hoagland theories that on the moon are actually relics of ancient civilizations like? Glass castles, yeah, they fucking blew robots. it up. I'm sure they just blew it up because okay. we're getting close to actually be getting there, and they don't. They just they destroy stuff that is going to wake up humanity. Got it. There's also a theory that the moon is artificial. No, artificial, like man-made, <laughs> yeah, right? Which I have not dug no, into. Dude, yeah, that's no. not true. No. All right. Well, no. before we move on, I got to say, although I totally respect your view on this, I 100 percent believe we went to the moon, and I think it's why. Like, uh, because there's so much evidence, and there's so many people that worked on it, like brilliant scientists. Dude, they killed a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them that are still alive. No, but though. the ones like, okay, so for instance, there's <laughs> there's photos that were taken on the trip, right? Yeah, like on the moon. Yeah. Okay, and you know how there's a uh, crosshairs. Sure. On the photos, right? Yeah. 
they literally show how some of the crosshairs, the dude who was doing the graphic designing of these photos, put the... F- There's a crosshair behind... Um... There's, it, that's just one of the things. That literally, the crosshairs disappear behind the person because the special effects are all screwed up. Yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't doctor the photos. They, they lazily. It's so. It's okay, so funny that you bring this up because I was actually thinking about this today. And again, I, I think we should devote it, an. Uh, we'll move on soon, but I think we should devote an episode to the did did to or the legitimacy did we land of the moon landings. Yeah, yeah, just for fun. But but it was funny because I was thinking about this today, and I was like. I kind of had also a, it's really funny that you're bringing this up, because I was also like, you know, I could also see a reality where they did land on the moon, but they needed a backup plan in case they couldn't film shit the way that they wanted to. So it's a little bit of what how we think of like reality of TV today. Be, well, a lot of one and a little bit of You know what I mean? Other. Where it's like... Reality TV is like, okay, this happens, but we also need to make sure we get coverage in case we don't get the shots that we want. Absolutely. So maybe the maybe maybe it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column Dude, B. These are high level, you know, government agents that are trained to go up into these spaceships. They're handpicked people with uh, very extensive, you know, non disclosure agreements. We'll kill your family. We'll kill you. You're you're doing this for us, and you're into it. And the ones that w- started to like question things, they fucking burned them alive in the capsule on the Gregory, tarmac. This you know, is an intense episode oh. of Bigfoot Collectors Club. <laughs> they did. There's people literally. Oh, they show it. They're, they're they're training the four dudes or wherever they were. I've got to put, I forget the guy's I've name. Put in my two cents, especially here on Veterans Day. I think it's a in, di- disservice. Don't to date the, the episode, Bryce. This is an a, evergreen episode. It's a disservice to. <laughs> The twelve men who uh, who went up on the Saturn rockets and walked the the face of the moon. I'm a believer in the moon landings and no, all dude, of India would have done it. All of <laughs> India the incredible scientists, men and it? women that worked on oh, that program. Yeah. Dude, they can't get to the moon. What part of Gregory's story do you not understand? <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not bothered talking about it. No, just, I'm not. No, 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 just, I'm my crazy conspiracy theories too. <laughs> yeah, well, this one's not crazy. This is just. This is yeah, shows Bryce. you Don't we're, we're the in the situation with our government right now where they're doing the same thing. They're, it's programming. They're programming us, programming us to think a certain way. So we act a certain way. And that's what they did with the moon landing as well. Got it. It's a false sense of it, security. Listen. It's a false. It's, 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 you I, know. I can yeah, see I, the point of view of your story for sure. And I think it's fascinating. I tend to agree with the guys in the room that I think we went to the moon, but. I How do you explain a, the crosshairs? I think there's a. I don't know. I gotta How do you look, explain the lighting? Like I said, How do you, I will commit. How do you explain when they fast forward the vid? Like I don't when know. They put the, gonna, when they put the video in real time, and then it's literally just them cruising around the Arizona Gregory, desert, walking the, normal, all I know, on their go karts spinning out dirt. I mean, it's literally. <laughs> I'll say this: It does look. I know strange. for a fact that at least two men in astronaut suits had a great time in a dune buggy. Yeah. Um, all right, and gonna, they show aerial pictures of the the site of Area Fifty one area and the pictures of the moon landing it's the exact same i'm gonna look into all this we're gonna devote there's a great documentary on youtube i don't know which one it was you find it to me you send it i will watch it um we have to move on i gotta ask you no we don't (laughs) we do actually i think we did because just for time but uh gregory 
Uh, what is your personal paranormal history? Have you ever had any encounters that you cannot explain? Oh my gosh, dude. I have the story, and I'm probably not supposed to talk about it, but I've told enough people, and I'm still alive, so... Oh, wow. All right. I'm That's intrigued. All right, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm in Hawaii at Lisa Marie Presley's mansion. <gasps> her, her, her son is my best friend, one of my best friends and bandmates. I played his 14th birthday, um, Ben Storm, Ben Keogh, who's basically, the re- in my opinion, he's literally the reincarnation of Elvis. He literally is him. Are you an Elvis fan? Yeah, of course. Me too. I'm a huge Elvis yeah, fan. Yeah, so I became... They brought me into their family, and I'm I'm in Hawaii at their crazy beautiful house on the Big Island when they had it, and there's a private black sand beach. And me and Ben, I just arrived there, and we went down to the beach, and it was probably like twelve or one, and we were just you know going down there to just check it out and look at the stars. I mean, there's so many stars there; the sky's white on the Big Island at night, especially in a secluded kind of like beach area. And so, anyways, we go down to the Black Sand Beach, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, in the sky, there's like a light that goes, you know, just kind of like, basically, a spaceship shows up, and we're like, "Whoa, you do you see that thing?" Because the movement was like across the sky, it went whoop right there, and then stopped, and then stopped. Like, whoa, what the hell is that? Right? And it did a couple little other movements, and then all of a sudden, me and Ben Keo. We're brought up into Elvis's gold spaceship. What? Hold oh, up. dude, this is. So <laughs> fucking- <laughs> I swear on my life, we were brought. In, we were brought to our knees. We were brought first. We were brought up in the spaceship, and Elvis in his gold ship comes out in like an all gold outfit, and he's like, "Hey, boys." I swear to God, I swear on my. I swear on my. Ten percent. Bradley, we are rolling, right? Oh yeah. So, all of a sudden. We shot back down to the beach and we're like, oh my God. We're like, tears coming down our eyes. We're like, we're like, we're in complete awe. And a light, because we were brought down, we're like, why, you know, my second thought was, why why couldn't we stay longer? But a light shot up from the land up at the spaceship, like a spotlight. Yeah. Wow. And then another one. And then the thing went, shoot. It moved a couple times and shot out in space with like, almost like a trail, like a comet. Right, 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 right. And, blast, and we're like, holy shit, that was... A lot nonetheless... Pe- hmm? Oh, go ahead. No, do not destroy the story. Sorry, I know. God, curse. So all of a sudden, one of those spotlights comes down on us from across the ocean. <laughs> and we're like, that's not... That's not like pointing at us. And all of a sudden, it starts getting closer and closer. And you hear like a... <laughs> like a boat, like... Or some kind of craft with this light coming at us. And we're like in pitch black, like black sand beach area. We're like, what the? So we start hauling ass through the jungle because that thing's coming at us. It, sh- it shot a light on us. And we run, we run and get in the golf cart. We turn the lights off on the golf cart. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, we got to get back to the house, get back to the house. I uh, love that you're escaping a speedboat on a golf cart. On a golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're now like in this private yes, yes, yes. area on the big island, this community, whatever. No, we're in a helicopter's flying overhead now above us looking for us yes and we get to his house and we run upstairs and we're like holy shit holy shit he's like dude i gotta call my dad i gotta call my dad he goes to call his dad and the phone is scrambled what? <laughs> he goes dad <laughs> he goes dad and his dad's like <laughs> gone and then the phone wouldn't work and we're like oh, fuck 
fuck, we're dude, they're gonna come after us. He's like, dude, if if you if they come up here, or you you didn't see anything, we didn't nothing. And at the time, we had a, a movie a, a a movie playing, and we turned the movie up really loud. It's Do you called, remember which uh, yeah, movie Con- it was? Countryman is one of the wow. best movies from Jamaica. It's like a reggae movie. Awesome, cool. Countryman. It's amazing. I, nonetheless. Uh, we then go into the bathroom, turn on the shower so we could talk in there so they can't hear us. Shower's going. He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I can't get my dad. And then we go on the roof. Because where else can my you go? My point, jaw's on the floor. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> at this point, there's literally black, unmarked black cars driving by the front of the house, too. Really? I swear. So there's what? a presence. Yeah, and we're like, fucked. We just saw that we just got brought up into Elvis's gold spaceship. Oh, and was it like, gold on the inside or gold on the outside? Both. I mean, in the inside, we were brought in the inside. Dude. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how spiritual Elvis was. I, I got mean, the chills right now, but he looked good and he was healthy and he was. It was like the you know forties. So what happened? Nonetheless, we're gonna get back to the UFO. On, don't we worry. Get, we get on the roof. My pulse is racing. We get on the roof. <laughs> And you hear, Rah. this is in the, on the big island. There's no sound like that. It's just, Rah. do they have giants? No, they, they're, I don't know what they were shooting out, like scrambled Some sort waves. of sound beam yeah. or something. Are you still seeing helicopters at this point? Or at this what? point, there, we were just on the roof because I didn't want to be shot or t- you know tased or whatever sure, they're going to yeah. do to erase our memory or whatever the hell. <laughs> I don't know. So we're on the roof now, freaking out. Um, and we, there's this sound, this ominous, crazy sound that had to be the scrambler for the phones and everything. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but the big island is one of the biggest military bases in the whole world. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, um, so we come back in the house and we're freaking out. Countryman's playing, and all of a sudden you hear the door open up downstairs. It's now three in the morning. Lisa Marie Presley's sleeping across the hall with her. Did she sleep through this whole thing? She did. Yeah, she's across the hall sleeping, and all of a sudden you hear the door opens downstairs. I went white. I was like, that's it. We're we're done. Yeah, game over. So, what are you thinking in this moment? Like, men with guns are coming in? Yeah, at that point, I just, I was like, that was done. Like, I was completely like, Deflated. I was like, my, I don't they know. can't. The military cannot take out Lisa Marie Presley's no, but family they, and friends. The, 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 in that moment, I was done, and it was. Yes. it was actually the private security guard coming to check on the house at the end. Oh, what did they say? I mean, basically, we didn't we didn't say anything until I didn't we didn't bring it up because I didn't know if we should talk about it. But I brought it up the next day with Roseanne Barr. I was at her house. <laughs> Wow, oh, Gregory, get out of this club! No, sit, stay right where you're stay seated. Yeah. she lives on the stay big forever. island too, on a macadamia yeah. farm. And I was at her house the next day, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that happens all the time." I heard all the time. No, she was just referring to lights in the sky, not yeah, particularly I mean, it, like Elvis's spaceship. No, 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 no. But just like alien activity and ships landing in the, Hawaii is a hot spot. It is. For it sure. really is. Yeah. It really is. And did it all guys, happened. And um, we did you guys both to have? That conversation where you're like, where you're comparing, ex- you know, yeah, what you experienced. And, yeah, me and Ben, we experienced the same thing. Okay, <sighs> let's talk about this craft. Yeah. Whoa. So 
you you're out on the beach. Yeah. You see it. Was there any leading up to that moment? Was there any strange phenomenon that you recall? Was there anything in the air that night? Any it was weird beautiful. stuff? Just a beautiful. It was night. beautiful. We weren't high. We weren't drinking. Nothing. It was just I just arrived and we we're going to get some fresh air. It was like at that point, like you know, twelve thirty at night. Yeah, and, you're in Hawaii. You want yeah, to go to the beach and look at the stars. It was just beautiful. I Had mean, you ever a, experienced anything like this before? No, no, you can't. I mean, I mean, right. I haven't. And um, so let's talk about the craft itself. Can you describe what the outside was it like? A nuts Eric Edelstein is going to fuck. I know, dude. Flip out. I just mm-hmm. ran into him no. at Target the other day too. Was it like a nuts and bolts craft? Or was it a glowy thing? And then what did it look like well, on the inside and etc. From far away, um, I couldn't tell. It just looked almost you know like a star. Like it was a very bright like sp- spaceship far away right. like when we were sitting on the beach looking at it at first flying we saucer shape yeah diamond but shaped, far what? enough away where you couldn't see the shape you okay. just saw the the this glowing okay glowing i guess it was gold it was glowing right. gold light like now spaceship was, when, and then we were immediately transported into the spaceship this moment of mm-hmm. being transported could you feel yourself being carried to the ship or was it like it was a blink instant. of an eye it you're was a there. blink of an eye okay it was just bam then it describe was like, it was just like like that, like a little jolt, like electric jolt, basically. Like now, you, and you're there, and we were there. And did you have your where? Did you did you have your wits about you when you were on the ship? Or it was kind of like brought. We were we kind of we were how we were on the beach, and then up on the ship. Okay, so it was like boom, and we were like in the same position we were. I know but on the ship, and and Elvis enters. And okay, describe. Can you describe what the ship interior looks like before Elvis? Because it's yeah. so rare we get these accounts. What did what did the ship interior look like before Elvis appeared? I mean, it was, it was everything was gold. Was there couches? It was no I benches. Mean, it was so quick, but yeah. okay. it was it was gold. Everything was gold. Like the floor was gold. The walls were gold. It definitely was. Um, it was like a room. It was like circular. Yep. kind of room. Um, and then he walks out with like a gold. Like space suit, like uh, was, like jumpsuit. He was wearing like a dope gold jumpsuit. That's fucking helmet, insane, dude. No, no, he just looked good. He guitar, was, no, <laughs> gold guitar. No, no, he was, his shirt was kind of open. open. I remember that. I okay. imagine gold chains, a couple gold rings. No, he, <laughs> I didn't get. To, no, but he like was, Elvis. But you can imagine. No, he goes, hey. He's like, hey, boys. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're fucking back. So that's it. Wow. And that's when the light, the military shot their lights up at the spaceship, and he had to take off, because they'll shoot his ass down or whatever. <laughs> Did he have a message for you? Yeah, or that like, was my It was just, question. hey, boy. It was, hey, boys. You were interrupted. Did, he just said, We hey, were interrupted. He just said, hey, boys. He's, he goes, hey, boys. And then we were shot back down, because that was he it. had to split. He didn't have time. Oh, Y'all are doing all right. So yeah. no 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 psychic message or anything like that. Nothing that was imparted well, to like you or something romantic. afterwards. I like you, Greg. Always have, always will. Yeah, that's pretty Dude. good. <laughs> I mean, Man. I mean, no message other than that, that everything is possible and things like that do yes. happen. And sure I was do. lucky enough to meet Elvis and not just do his I, his his grandson who is Elvis. Truly, I have a, I have a question. Do you, meeting him. Do you think? Cool, do you think that you're? Yeah consciousness was being manipulated to be filtered to see elvis or do you think that was elvis i'm pretty sure it was 100 percent him That's i mean wild. i even felt the elevation of being way up there when we were brought up there like Whoa. we were really way the fuck up you know our there. friend of the way, show who's also it's like a high, huge plane, fl- plane yeah plane how high. so like your ears were popping or i just felt you just i just felt up yeah. there yeah wow 
friend of the show who's also a huge Elvis fan, his name is Eric Edelstein. He has a theory that Elvis was an angel here, put here on earth, you know? And I mean, now we're talking about like ascended lights in the skies, angelic beings. And it's like, you know, I don't think I, I, I'm just, I don't think this story is crazy. I mean, it's the fucking craziest story I've ever heard of. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it's, that's so fucking amazing. It man. was amazing. I feel really lucky to have yeah. had that experience. And I didn't, I mean, I wasn't supposed to talk about it, but I just couldn't not talk about it. So I I've think told, you're I've told absolutely f- supposed to now talk about it. Now it's definitely recorded. <laughs> what um, wow. you said, your friend, you think is Elvis come again as he well? Is, he really is, but he doesn't want to do the same thing here, right? And I, I know he wouldn't mind me saying this, but he is as talented and as beautiful and as you know, he can do whatever he wants. And so, right now, he's just he's on. He's like you know, how he's, can, he's a master musician as well, and. Ooh. How can he exist? How do you think he can exist in corporeal corporal form and in a golden UFO at the same time, if they're the same entity? Oh, well, his, I mean, when I say Ben is him again, I just mean it's, it's definitely like... He's like a almost like a... Rock. Oh, not a literal no, no, reincarnation. Like the well, same spirit. The well, same, that's questionable. Uh, that is questionable. But I think because of... You know, we're, we're very similar to our... Pa- we're, we're very similar to our parents and our grandparents, right, et cetera. Right, right, right. But he really, 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 really is... A lot like him. <sighs> oh, wow. yeah. Brad. This yeah. is amazing. Have you experienced awesome. any more high strangeness after the fact? Um, just years, years later, I I met a ghost in France, which was fucking trippy. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I love amazing. These yeah, I was in this old chateau <laughs> in the south of France, and I was on like the eighth floor of this castle from seventeen hundreds or whatever it was sixteen hundred. It was old, maybe even older. And there was like a storm, and there was like a wedding going on downstairs with music going, you know, like there was like a wedding party, and I was upstairs, and it was kind of like windy, and the the, the it was really windy and nonetheless I go to the kitchen to get some water and there's like a, a voice that's like and I was like what the fuck is that and in the corner of the room there's like this entity who's like talking to me in this like I guess it was French I don't know French but it was like old go- I mean, ghost you, did, French. you just did an amazing French accent so. <laughs> but he was complaining to me right he was complaining to me about the party downstairs how it was like they, he was keeping him up yeah <laughs> how and did I, you know it was a ghost that was, was oh like no like he was it transparent was like, it was transparent, and it was more again um, like a communication Mentally. where it was mental. Like he he was able to communicate with me. I didn't know French, but I understood what he was saying. Right. It was more like you know, like a wingman tells me something in dog. I can understand what the guy was telling right. me. Right, and it, and I guess when you're a ghost, you probably have other ways of you know. You can like imprint. Yeah. yeah. On so he, people. so nonetheless, he was like bummed about the party downstairs, and I'm like, okay, bro, I hear you. I'm gonna take this water. Do not like. I was thinking if he follows me into my room, right? This is not like I'm gonna Let's freak, establish some boundaries. I'm gonna freak the fuck out. <laughs> like it's gonna be like I was scared. Yeah, sure. But like in that moment, we had a connection. I was like, I understand you. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. The he he left the door shut Whoa. in the kitchen. He shut the door. Oh, okay. And he split. Dude, so I meant unfucking yeah. believable. So those are the two. I love it. Those are two good those ones. Are amazing. Work. Those uh, work just we, fine. We have to. T- we have to take a break. We'll, we'll come back oh, in a minute with more Gregory Sipes. I'm blown away. You have no idea how like I, that story. Uh, 
touched me in some way. I just think that's so many people don't realize just I mean, you know, Elvis studied almost every spiritual tradition there was. He was a huge he, he basically branded his own type of meditation and and uh you know, he tried yoga, karate. I mean, he was just he was into anything that he could commune with his higher self. It was yeah, it man. does not surprise me in the least that uh that he would show up in a fucking gold spaceship. I mean, that's just that's a trip, man. I love it. It seems it feels like yesterday. It was so just so vivid and <sighs> magical, and I'll never forget it. It's definitely one of the. I wish I could see like the kids eyewitness drawing of that encounter. You know how like kids always draw like spooky ghosts or oh, aliens totally. that they see. Like, yeah, them drawing Elvis in a gold spaceship yep. would be high collar and all pretty rad. Um, yeah, it would be such a good cartoon. Elvis in his gold spaceship, just oh, flying yeah. around, teaching lessons. Totally. Absolutely. You need to sell that. You know? um, okay, Greg, there's a game that we like to play with all of our guests. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the show, you might be familiar with it. It's called Bullshit or Believe It. One day we'll get that timing just a right. Second off. You got to go, it's called, and then let me hit it. You always go, it's called, but you <laughs> well, jump. Well, because I forgot about the <laughs> you music. You always forget. We just need we'll a pre-recording. We'll All right, here we go. So I'm going to go down a list of of phenomenon, and if you believe it, you're going to say believe it. If you don't believe it, you're going to say bullshit. Okay. If you're somewhere in between, you still got to you still got to fall on one side of the fence. All right, pick a side. On your mark, get set, ghosts, believe, UFOs, believe, Bigfoot, believe, believe it, oh, believe, believe it, it. yeah, believe little it. gray aliens. Believe it. Out of body experiences. Believe it. Demonic possession. Trump. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. Believe it. Alien abductions. Believe it. Loch Ness Monster. Believe it. Time travel. Believe it. Mothman. <laughs> no, bullshit. Reincarnation. Believe it. ESP. Believe it. Haunted houses. Believe it. The Illuminati. Believe it. There's a face on Mars. Sure, believe it. Skunk ape. A what? Skunk ape. It's the it's the Bigfoot of Florida. Florida's Bigfoot. Oh yeah, yeah. Believe it. Heaven. <laughs> believe it. Hell. Believe it. Sea serpents. Believe it. Poltergeists. Believe it. Chupacabra. Believe it. Atlantis. Believe it. Life on other planets. Believe it. Parallel dimensions. Believe it. The apocalypse. Believe it. Life after death. Believe it. Nice. I see why you and Bryce are friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Only one bullshit. That's amazing. To Mothman. Yeah. Which I think I if you heard the Mothman story, I think you'd believe it. <laughs> oh, I could dang. Shift, I, could I think you'd really, I just, I think you'd be into it. My experience with Mothman is when he shows up on my, my cartoon Teen Titans Go, and that's oh, a very different kind of oh, Mothman. Oh, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Mothman on Teen Titans Go is, is kind of, um, he's really, I don't know, I don't think it's, it's a the douche. Tra- yeah, he's not the traditional Mothman <laughs> right. story. All right. Check it out. John Keel, The Mothman Prophecies. Right. I think you would dig it. Which out of those concepts did any jump out at you as one that really resonates with you? A lot of them. What about Atlantis? What does Atlantis mean to you? Atlantis is, um, you know, it's a city like Los Angeles that wound up underwater. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where sense. we're all headed here pretty yeah, soon. That's right. You uh, know, I saw you light up a little bit with Loch Ness Monster. Oh, he saw me light up. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You got a little. A little I mean, glitter I, just, in your eye. I just know that there's crazy, wild creatures that have been on this earth that aren't here anymore, and there's you know there's everything. 
Anything you could ever imagine actually does exist somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're not making it up. Of... It's just, it's real somewhere. What do you mean by yeah. that? I mean, I think I know what you mean, but for our listeners, we're, we're, we can I, follow that uh, I, white rabbit if you would. I feel that everything you are you can think of is almost from like a, an, an Akashic Records or a, a place that does exist somewhere, whatever it is. Um, not that we can't create new things, but at least a, I th- I'd say a majority of anything you might be thinking of or have seen um, in if your imagination. If the universe is infinite and there is a yeah. multiverse, then how should how should any of those things not exist somewhere yeah, everything exactly. is possible that's the bottom line even mothman yes even mothman and even your mothman and even my mothman and it's it does possible. yeah the teen titans go mothman is real uh, so it does uh, it does everything does kind of exist in a weird dimension or, or other um bryce has brought this up before mm-hmm. what's the akashic records uh we this we've mentioned this in just pat fleeting well, passing moments i don't know enough about it but i i would say my interpretation of it is you know everything you do does leave a record and en- energy doesn't die so everything every single thing that you do is recorded in at the energetics of creation and i can expand on that the akashic record is is a theory that anything that's ever happened or is ever going to happen is in record uh, held in the ether, you know what I mean. Not, it, it's basically a record of all the universe. Uh, you know, we, it's we, in the we, fifth dimension. We've talked about, you know, time is time is a it's linear a card concept. catalog to the <laughs> located yeah, in the well, fifth this dimension. Is, this is what the sleeping prophet Edgar Casey say it said he that he would tap into to get his readings. Mm-hmm. He would just he would just. Uh, Put himself in a state uh, of near sleeping where he would leave his body and he would he would tap into uh, the Akashic record and was able to pull any information that he wanted from it. So love it. Yeah, it's wild. Or you could do DMT. Yeah, right. We talk mm-hmm. about that on the show, too. That seems to be another gateway. Uh, our own human androgynous uh, chemical that our body produces. Uh, Gregory, have... <clears throat> Do you know of any DMT experiences <laughs> of friends <laughs> of yours that had. you I ha- just I have st- they've I've experienced? I've studied a lot uh, about DMT. Um, Terrence McKenna, yeah, I'm is a one huge, of my big fan, favorite fan. of uh, human beings that ever have has walked planet Earth. Terrence uh, McKenna, same, same. So his recollection of all of his DMT trips, um, I, I feel resonate to be very true. Um, from what I've heard yep. from people. And it's actually the molecule that is released when you die f- yes. from your pineal yeah, gland. Yeah, we talked about yeah. this and, on the show. Um, and it's small bursts and, during dream time. And, and when during you're born. Sleep. It's, you're yeah. flooded with them during birth. Yeah. And I love, I just love the the fact that, you know, when we do die, it's like the ultimate orgasm and you get this huge blast of you know dmt <laughs> yeah you know and i've seen him when my nana moved on recently um when she moved on i saw her go through her little dmt trip and she was, was psychedelic man wow so it's like i just had the image the of end. me being an old grandpa and being like leave the room yes <laughs> i need grandpa needs <laughs> some alone <laughs> time he's about to check out <laughs> yeah, that's I cool you can, <laughs> that, I, I just watched i just watched timothy grandpa? leary do something similar like that yesterday on a documentary where it was like the last day of his life yeah with uh i probably saw that same one i've 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 often thought that like you know if the world does work in polarities and dualities as so many of the you know mystics told us that it does and that if birth comes out screaming and wailing and is this you know 
crazy, insane process of, you know, entering this safe space into this, you know, crazy world, then, then death would be its opposite. This, this, you know, with this sweet, sweet aroma and this sort of sweet happening that takes place. Yeah, we deserve it. It is undescribable. Yeah. It is like that. I think it's, that's the goal of life and living really is to come to terms with dying and then do it peacefully and gracefully. And that's, uh, that's a life well lived. And then you get your gold spaceship. (laughs) All right. We got to take another quick break. (laughs) When we come back, it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. Can't wait. What a break. And it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. Is that two burrows? It's Bryce What's Johnson's that? turn. What, the flower? Yeah. I don't know. It's just on a, uh, a random switching. Uh, those are two burrows. That's my favorite Bryce flower. never reads. Right? Oh, wow. That's oh, kind of synchronous. So What's your favorite flower? Well, I, I love all flowers, but Me too. two burrows. I was going to say, you're not, some, you're not one to discuss. Discriminate against flowers. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a. Yeah. But how synchronistic is that? There mm, you go. Yeah. All right. Well, what's this all about? High, high, high strangeness. strangeness. So uh, this is a story from <clears throat> history of the paranormal and the strange. Yeah, and all this right. one's going to work a little differently. I might be taking you oh, to school boy. a little bit here. Oh boy. I, oh, this boy. is when, you, know, you know what? When I ask, <laughs> when I text Bryce, what'd you pick for high strangeness this week? And I don't get an answer back. Yeah. And then I'm told oh, this to might that. be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone buckle up cuz you thought this now episode was wild it's about to get weirder. Buckle up suckers. I wanted to take oh, into brother. account our very special guest Greg Sipes. Aww. And uh and so taking that into consideration and knowing that you're actually from Coral Springs, Florida. That's right. And that you know, we already covered Coral Castle in episode 13 of Bigfoot Collectors Club with special guest Rachel Bloom. I thought I would focus on some of other Greg's unique qualities. Have you ever been to Coral Castle? What is Coral Castle? Coral Castle is a megalithic structure in Coral Springs, Florida, built by one Latvian immigrant, five foot three, hundred pounds at the most. His name was Edward Leeds Scalman. What are you talking about? <laughs> he built this like concrete awesome. castle in Florida in my Florida. hometown for a, yeah. for his ex girlfriend yeah. to get attention from his ex girlfriend who well, totally and, moved on, and everybody wants to know how he did it he would only work in night and in 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 uncovering he used the pulley system no he did not no, he, he created he, energy he he <laughs> he developed a perpetual motion machine um <laughs> taking energy from the ether yes. like nikola tesla said the, that he did the undying heart of us and he called it a, a sweet 16 and most people, Latvian most people man. think he was talking about a girl that he'd left back in latvia but it's not true his sweet 16 was a, uh, a, a DC-16... What, what, what's he had a battery. 16-volt. 16-volt, uh, yeah. He made a battery. Here's a picture of Coral Castle. I, 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 I'm still police. intrigued now, by it. These no, are, these are the magnetic flywheel. These are limestones, some of them weighing as much as 40 tons, all built by one man, and it's in Coral Springs. And you can see the planetary... Uh, Sort of, uh, oh geez, but anyway, there's moons and stars, and it's very uh, <laughs> planetary. Sort of, right? So, what's this week's story of high strangeness? <laughs> you'd be, you'd be quiet, we're getting there. There it is. <laughs> this is so, this is so wild. This, you'll have it, to this listen back really to From my hometown. There's this crystal yeah. castle space, yeah. which is it, and it's wow. the story of it is amazing. Check back in on our episode no, 13, you'll hear, you'll learn all about okay. it. Okay, it's very fun. So, what else do we know about Greg Sipes? Well, for starters, he's kind. Loves animals and nature. He gives back to his community. 
He's a proud vegetarian who passionately advocates Bryce, for the right. Bryce, did you forget to right do on. high strangeness this week? <laughs> yeah. too. No, that's I'm right here. Okay. He passionately advocates for the rights of animals and the conservation of our planet. He's just talking about his friend. <laughs> and if that doesn't clue you in on today's topic of high strangeness, then perhaps the color green will. Yeah, bro. You know, Greg might just be best known for the color green. He voices the green shapeshifter, Beast Boy on Teen Titans, as well as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Michelangelo, who also happens to be green. But it's when he dons the color green himself that he truly becomes a type of ambassador for the protection and conservation of Mother Earth and her inhabitants, an archetypal representation of none other than the green man himself. Yes! I love the green man. I love the green man. Yeah, dude, I I love the green man. Yeah. Let me show you a picture of the green man. So this is just one representation of the green man. It's like when I don't shave. And uh, he can be found all throughout uh, history. Um, Hmm. Let's see. The green man. Boy, that was a long walk to get to the green man. Well, thank you. Thank you. Long (laughs) walk. Uh, The green man is a mythical vegetation deity that can be found in many forms and guises throughout history. His most common feature, though, is his face, which is often depicted as being covered by foliage, very often sprouting from his mouth. He's like Swamp Thing. That's Mm. right. The green man face can often be seen carved into wood or stone and is especially prevalent in medieval churches throughout France, England, and Germany. He's a symbol of rebirth and fertility, a representation of how life returns to the soil in the spring, bringing fresh crops, These carvings represent an act of faith that the green man will return, bringing the warmth of the sun and the harvest will be plentiful. Why so many of these carvings adorn the edifices of these houses of worship is anybody's guess, but most scholars believe that as the Catholic faith was spreading like wildfire around the world, pagan ideals and philosophies were being stamped out and Christian churches were being built upon sacred pagan sites, perhaps as a way to appease the old pagan gods and put butts in the pews, the green man was carved into the construction and decorated into the churches as a sort of bridge between the old and the new. Now, the term green man is modern in nature, dating back to a 1939 folklore journal published in an article by Lady Reglan. He has also appeared as Jack in the Green and is celebrated around the pagan day of Beltane, or May Day, when every spring... Good-natured folk dance around the maypole, making a rebirth and the start of the cycle of growth between the spring equinox and the summer solstice, upon which they crown a May queen as the goddess of Beltrane, and then burn her shitty boyfriend alive while encased inside the fur of skin of a bear. <laughs> Just kidding. That was Midsommar. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> See Midsomar. I yeah. love that oh. we're doing this just as we're approaching Christmas. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yes, the green man means different things to different people, but to most, he represents an archetypal figure who is a nature spirit, an environmental guardian, the keeper of the forests and woods, and perhaps even Mother Gaia herself. Now, when I say keeper of the forests and woods, is there anyone else that comes to mind, Michael? Bigfoot? That's right, Bigfoot. Many scholars have drawn the correlation between Old Europe's Green Man and his hairy counterpart, the Wild Man of the Woods, who has a close relationship to the mythology of Bigfoot and is said, perhaps, to be one and the same. The Wild Man of the Woods is a mythical figure that appears in the artwork and literature of medieval Europe, 
The defining characteristic of the figure is, well, its wildness. From the 12th century, they were consistently depicted as being covered with hair. Images of wild men appear in the carved and painted roofs and vaults of famed cathedrals, in positions where one is also likely to encounter the vegetal green man. And it's not just in the old Sherwood forests of England where we can find the green man, but in our kitchens and freezers as well. Yes? <laughs> yeah. Legendary cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman reminds us in his book, Bigfoot, The Story of Apes in America, that America's iconic jolly green giant is a representation of just such a thing. A graphic transmutation of the survival of late Neanderthals in Europe to wild men and green men with an artistic connection to the green giant and jolly green giant and that there appears to be a link between that label on a can of peas in your kitchen and the possible existence of relict hairy hominids. To quote Mr. Coleman, if I may, First and foremost, the tradition of the green giant appears to have a direct link in terms of artistic imagery with the folklore and widespread art of the European green man. From ancient times, the archetypal figure shown as the green giant is commonly referred to as the green man or leafy man and has been discussed throughout European texts, especially in England. Authors have written extensively on the pagan and Celtic traditions of these green men, and books and websites about them are abundant. Scholars, furthermore, see a direct link between the European traditions of the green man and the old tales and encounters with real wild men. The wild men, who may be as the same as the green man, Myra Shackley notes in her book, Wild Men, Yeti, Sasquatch, and the Neanderthal Enigma, also takes on the role of the spirit of the woods, a kind of pagan nature god. Over 200 European families have wild men as heraldic emblems and many more as supporters. Any nude figure in heraldry is called a savage, wild man, woodwose, or woodman, and the terms are basically interchangeable. The wild men are an active topic in hominology, and some researchers feel the wild man and green men are a remembrance of Neanderthal. As Shackley and famed uh, Fordian author Ivan T. Sanderson and others have noted. He wrote a whole book. Of, he wrote the book on Yeti. Yeah. We must view the interrelationship between the hairy wild folk lurking in the remote woodlands of the Middle Ages and the European wildmen, regardless of whether they were called wild man or green man. And he also goes on to note, just as the encounters of European wildmen survive in medieval carvings and other graphic representations, so too is the evidence of early 20th century California Bigfoot evident in an artistic form. Yes, Depression-era painters appear to have captured the giant hairy hominid on at least one fruit crate label. The containers for lettuce, carrots, and yes, green peas may have much to teach us in Bigfoot studies beyond our wildest imaginations. So there you have it. The next time you eat your frozen green veggies, kids, please remember you're eating the legend of Bigfoot. What would Bigfoot say about eating your vegetables? Another PSA. It's all about the peace and oh, oh it's all about the peace, the love and the animals, yo. For <laughs> real, eat your greens. The peace and the peas. Peace and the peas. And the Green Man mythos doesn't end there. Do you recall when I mentioned the Sherwood Forests of England? Well, you know who inhabits the dark woods? They're dressed in green, don't you? Robin Hood. That's right, Robin Hood. The Green Man and Robin Hood are also directly connected. The word Robin is Germanic form of Robert and originally meant famous or bright 
or more precisely, to shine. And which, hood. Which was always been an indication. Go ahead. Was wood. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Which was always been an indication of one who has achieved illumination or enlightenment. Maybe Elvis was a Robin Hood. Robin Hood is therefore the Bright Hood, a similar name to the Naga serpent worshippers and deities of India with their illuminated serpent or cobra hoods. As many scholars have stated, there are strong links between the origins of Robin Hood and the Green Man, who is also, get this, the ancient Egyptian god Osiris Mm -hmm. and the Greek Roman god Dionysus. These are elements of the Robin Hood myth that relate to other legends as well. The tree of life, as seen in Robin's larder tree, supplies all that could be required, like the horn of plenty or the cauldron of Celtic folklore. Robin is also linked with the Wiccan, Wiccan horned god, as he is the lord and master over the human animals of the forest, and they are guardians of their stolen treasure. Like the hoarding serpent Nagas of Hinduism, they do good deeds for those who deserve them, and dastardly deeds to those who do not. And the horned element is also very telling, as the horns were symbolic of enlightenment or illumination, just as Michelangelo's famous sculpture of Moses depicting him with two small horns on his head, the meaning of which was simply shining. Now, I got a picture of that old... Uh, did you guys all know those two two horns on uh, Moses' head? Michelangelo's yeah. famed yeah. sculpture? Yep, yep, yep. A lot of people misinterpret as to what those mean, but they were a representation of Moses' enlightenment. I didn't even know he had horns. Yeah. yeah. Now, um... We must also remember that Moses was the one who raised the brazen serpent in the wilderness to heal the people of Israel, and that Moses was taught in Egypt, the home of the OG green man himself, Osiris, the god of the underworld. That's right. The next time you look at a picture of the ancient Egyptian god Osiris, be sure to check out his green skin color. I'll show you a picture of that. Oh, snap. Right? Yep. Beast Boy Osiris. Yeah. yeah. Beast Boy Osiris, exactly. Now, um, do 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 do. Where are we? Okay. Here we go. And Shakespeare, or Francis Bacon, as I like to call him, connected the tales of Robin Goodfellow, <laughs> the trickster of the woods, a.k.a. Puck, in mm-hmm. Midsummer's Night Dream, to Sib, the fairy who lives in the hillside and is linked as being a serpent spirit of healing. Robin falls in love with his Lady of the Waters, or Queen of Heaven, a title which was also given to Isis, the wife of Osiris, and also a title given to Guinevere, later to be known as the Maid Marian. Marian, Mary, coming from myrrh, equals sea, water, wisdom, and in many ways is a way to undermine the new Christian world and her Mary that forced itself upon the ancient mixture of paganism. Robin Goodfellow is said to be born of a human mother and a godlike father in the form of Oberon, king of the fairies, and Ob meaning serpent. He is also green like the green man, which is the special healing color attributed to many things surrounding the serpent cult, such as the emerald tablet, the color of initiation into Gnostic mysteries associated with the Masons, and the green glass of the grail. What we also find, however, in some of the earlier tales is that Robin Hood and Little John like Jesus and John the Baptist, were equals. Walter Bower in the 15th century said that Robin Hood, together with Little John and their companies, rose to prominence. This in itself points that both Robin and John were seen to each have their own followers, very much like Jesus and John. 
They are therefore and must be the twins of Gnosticism, like Castor and Pollux, the duality and balance. Tammuz, Adonis, and Osiris are vegetation gods of greenness. Indeed, Osiris himself in the pyramid text at Sagara is called the Great Green and often appears green-skinned as a symbol of resurrection and life. Now, even Robin's death hints at earlier times. Robin is ritualistically bled to death like the ancient pagan sacrifices. The deed is done by the abbess of Kirklees, who acts as the priestess in some ancient pagan ritual. Could it be that the tales of Robin are more ancient than previously believed? Could they really be tales of ancient Egypt and even Sumeria, passed down over millennia and altered by the times? And last but not least, Green Man is the name of two fictional comic book superheroes, both extraterrestrial, from the planet Uxor in the Vega star system, one a member of the Omega Men and both members of the Green Lantern Corps. The Green Man, after being stripped of his ring and lantern by the Guardians, demonstrated an ability to produce a portal which he could hear and see, though used to transport himself. He was also able he was also able to pick up the brain waves of others in a form of telepathy. Stuff we talk about quite a lot here on the show. So Greg did you ever think that you were invoking the spirit of a shape-shifting Egyptian ninja Bigfoot who robs from the rich and gives to the poor and escapes back to his home planet in a portal? Because you are. <laughs> and that is the story. <laughs> I was going to say, that's Greg the story the of my man. life. <laughs> <laughs> love it, dude. I love the Green Man. Yeah. yeah. What, do, what a, the hell is that, man? What do you think, Greg? That's cool. I've I've heard a bunch of that stuff before because it definitely is dear and near to my heart, all, a lot of that. Yeah. The Green Man's really important to me, the color green. Even uh, my Marvel character, Iron Fist, is green. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a ninja. Yeah, I had no yeah, idea right. how much the uh, I had heard Martial of the, the Green Man before, but I had no idea how much he was interwoven into like I'm everywhere, bro. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. I mean, literally everywhere. I have a Green Man face hanging on my porch, looking over my plants. Yeah, Aww. some of which I've had for 17 years. It's insane. One of them named is named John Jones after the Martian Manhunter, also a Green Martian Man. Manhunter, one of my um, faves. Let me read this to you real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, this reminded me of, and this is connected to it. Uh, have you ever read Greg Robert Anton Wilson's Cosmic Trigger? No, dude, this is right up your alley. I gotta read that. You too. gotta read it too, Riley. Have you no, read I haven't it? read that either. No, so I've it's a fucking it. awesome book. And there's a moment, a chapter, and I kind of looked up, looked at, while you were reading it. I looked up, see if mm. I could find it, this excerpt. This is somebody put it in a comment section. But um, that was beautiful, by the way. Yeah, oh, well thanks. done. Oh, yeah, beautiful right music, nice. Riley. Yeah, oh, nice thanks. work. Yeah, right? uh, so he he had an encounter. When he was doing psychedelics, I think he was on peyote, and he saw mescaline, the mescaline fairy, the living embodiment of the mescaline plant. Oh, wow. And who's also green. And he said, this is quoting from the book, The strangest entity I contacted in those 20-odd months of psychedelic explorations appeared one day after the end of a peyote trip when I was weeding in the garden and a movement in the adjoining cornfield caught my eye. I looked that way and saw a man with watery, with warty green skin and pointy ears dancing. The skeptic, that's how he would refer to himself, and mm. like the skeptic inside of him, right. watched for nearly a minute, entranced, and then the green skin faded away. 
just a hallucination. Uh, but I cannot forget him. Unlike the rapid, uh, unlike the rapid metaprogramming during a peyote trip, in which you are never sure what is real and what is just a metaprogrammer playing games, this experience had all the qualities of wa- of waking reality mm. and differed uh, in intensity. The entity in the cornfield had been more beautiful, more charismatic, more divine than anything I could consciously imagine when using my literary talents to portray a deity. As the mystics of all traditions say so uh, aggravatingly, those who have seen know. Yeah. Well, I had seen, but I didn't know. I was more annoyed than enlightened. <laughs> but he goes on to talk more about this, and then one of the things that he ends up realizing is, is that the mescaline fairy, who is connected to the green man, is also, he has these pointy ears, and he's also the same spirit as Peter Pan. And then he also compares him, in modern days, he was writing the book to Spock yeah. from Star Trek, the enlightened being and sort of the keeper of wisdom That's so and, and ancient knowledge. And so you see this archetype be. You know, on and on and on and on and on. Well, I was just Um, thinking, I mean, you know, where Earth is most notably known as the blue planet, but it may in fact just indeed be the green planet. Guys, and let's keep it that Mm -hmm. way. Um, All right, guys, we have to end this session of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Greg, it was so awesome having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, We got to have you back. I would Uh, love to come back. Amazing stories. Um, Like Bigfoot, we like to ask our guests, where in the woods can you be found? Um, do you have everywhere a... uh, in the woods under Greg Sipes? Great, G- <laughs> yeah, just my name. Awesome, that's everywhere. Um, so check out, look out for Greg on Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere. And of course, uh, anything you want to plug? Any project right now? Um, I have a new television network called the Noise Nest Network. Shut up! Oh, fantastic. I got uh. Usually some it's great... just a new show. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, yeah. it's got a new. Network. I got a bunch of new shows. I've been creating and producing. That's and, amazing. Um, acting in and uh, it's uh, my partner uh, Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy and I and a couple other friends started this new digital like direct to <clears throat> streaming direct to consumer network yeah. kind of thing and cool and uh, we we're basically just making a bunch of cool cartoons and live action stuff and docu stuff and is it available music. now is it coming up it's, we're just starting to roll it out now okay and it's called but it's it's it'll be free it's okay. a free app it's called the noise nest network awesome and uh it's basically adult swim meets mtv when mtv was really cool Dude, that's Hell fucking yeah. awesome so we're just having fun making stuff so check out the noise nest network i think you guys will dig it absolutely we will be supporting. yeah bryce i know you got something coming up very soon yeah as in like Six days, I think, from this drop. Is thing? that right? I conked out no, on the headphones, but can you guys hear me on the mic? Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. hear you okay, great. Cool, uh, yeah. So, check uh, out, uh, four days from now. Great. Well, four days from now, check out Expedition Bigfoot on the Travel Channel Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central. No, no, Sunday no, nights, Sundays right? Now. So, shit, we moved to Sunday. I know, guys, listen, <laughs> we're, not, to keep up we're not misinformed. It's just that the day <laughs> keeps changing. They actually moved us to Sunday nights now, which is their big night. So that nice. was Sunday, that was, December yeah. 8th. Sunday's December four 8th. Four nights from now. This is December 4th. Check this it is out. drops. Check that out. How many episodes did you do? Eight, eight episodes. Nice. And uh, we uncover some incredible shit goes Dude, down. You're going to find it's the wild. green man. Expedition Bigfoot ah, Travel cool. Channel. Uh, Riley, anything? That very same night after you watch Expedition Bigfoot, if you live in Los Angeles, come on down to the Moroccan Lounge to catch Spindrift. 
Oh, I'll on be Sunday, hit. December eighth. I want to check that out. I'll, awesome. I'll send All you right, some. Please. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we have a new record coming out in uh, early 2020 on Alternative Tentacles. We're really pumped about Sounds it. Sounds great. Awesome, guys. Uh, you can follow and listen to us, uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club, Campfire Media. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, Twitter. I'm McMills on both of the things. Don't forget that second Z. Um, uh, I want to thank Campfire Media for hosting us. Uh, until next week, I remain Michael McMillan. For Bryce Johnson, Riley Bray, thanks again to Gregory Sipes for being here, and Wingman G. Until next week, good night. And go get regressed. Dude. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.